begin today the Gemara at the bottom of Daf Samachomid Beis, the last line. Mitsudis Chay Oifis. It said in the Mishnah that when you have traps for whether Chaya, Oifis, and Dogim, so even though the person that trapped the animal or a bird or a fish did not acquire them properly, Alpitaira, but nevertheless, Mipnidakisholem Chachomim instituted that you shouldn't take it from him. And in that, Rabbi Yesi said that it's Gezel Gomer. So the Gemara explains what kind of traps are we talking about here. So again, Tzad the Mishnah Mitzudis Chayes Vayvis Vedogim Yeshben Vachulu Vaozli Vaohari. If these are traps that are made from nets, like for example, when you come to capture or to catch fish, so you're using these nets that are made either from uzli, which Rashi says is made from ropes, or uari, also nets that are made from reeds. So over here, in such a case, nobody would argue that it actually is gezel gomem and if you take this away from this person. And the reason is because these traps are made with a receptacle. It's like it's a keili. And the person is kainit completely. It's like his chotzer in a place which is hefker. He makes this keili of a net. It becomes his 100%. Kipligi, when is there argument here in the Mishnah? Because it's not there's no gzele here. Belechi v'kokri. If he's catching a fish and he's using fish a fish hook to catch, so that it's not in a chotzer, in a keili where you're kainit, it's just hooked. Or kukri is also a certain kind of a hook. As she says, it's like you spread out in a pond a big rope which has hooks on, on all of its sides or nails on all of its sides and the fish, the fish get caught onto it. So in such a case, minatayri yinat kainit, but midrabonon, midakisholim, they said that you shouldn't take it from this person, and on that, Rabbi Yaisi said that it's Gazel Gomer. The next case in the Mishnah, it said, Metzias Chereshaita Vechulo, an item that a Chereshaita or cotton found, Menatayri Denat Kainit, but Mipnidaki Sholem, you're not allowed to take it from them. And Rabbi Yaisi argues and said on that, Rabbi Yaisi, I make Gazel Gomer, that it's 100% Gazel if you take it from the Chereshaita Vechotten. Amrav Chiste, Sarav Chiste explains what Rabbi Yaisi is saying. That Gezel Gomor Midivreyem. The Gezel Gomor that Rabbi Yaisi says is only Midrabana, not Minatayda. Because since over here we're talking about a Kharashaita Vikotan, even Rabbi Yaisi agrees that there's no actual Gezel here. What Rabbi Yaisi is saying is because of the Takana Midrabanon, it'll be a full Gezel. It's Chachamu or Masaka that it's 100% his and it's a real Gzela. So the Gemara explains, what is the difference between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yaisi? So the answer is, whether if a person did take it away from a cotton, could you take him to a Bezdin to take it back from him in a Bezdin? So the Tanakama holds, you're not allowed to take it away, but if you did, you can't go to a Bezdin to take it away from him. But Rabbi says, no, it's Gezel Gomer, and you go to a Bezdin, and Bezdin will take it away from you. But Rashi adds, even Rabbi Yaisi will agree that it's not a real Gzela to become Pasala Eidos and to be over on the lab of Lisigzal. The next and the last case uh, that the Mishnah spoke about over here regarding this Darki Shalim that Rabbi Yaisi argued on was Oni HaMenakif Bereish Hazayis Mashatachta Vachulu. An Oni that was picking olives from an olive tree and the olives that fall to the ground. So you're not allowed to take it. Darki Shalim, it belongs to this Oni. Satane in Abraisi, we learned about this. Im Likid Venosam Biyad, if this poor person collected these olives and he placed it into his hands and then it fell down to the ground, then it is a Gezel Gomer. If you take that, so then it's Gzela Menatayret, because he was already kainit. He, he placed it into his hands and he was fully kainit. 
As Gemara here brings an incident that happened. Rav Kahane Ravkahana went to the city of Hutzel. So he saw this individual. He threw a stick to a palm tree and the dates were falling down. So that's how he was uh, collecting the, the dates for himself. So Rav Kahana went and took from these dates that fell to the ground and was eating it for himself. So basically, even though over here, this seems to be the case that the Mishnah is speaking about, that when a person is, is uh, picking these dates this way, you shouldn't take it, even though he wasn't properly kind it, but Rav Kahana went and ate it. So Amalei, this individual tells Rav Kahana, Chazima, the master should see, that these dates, I threw them into my hand, and then later it fell to the ground, but I first put it into my hands, so I was properly kind it, and therefore, there's a gezel gomer minatayda here. So how could you go and eat it from me? Now, Teisvis and all the Rishayim discussed the question. So even if Rav Kahana didn't realize that he placed it into his hands, but what's with what it said in the Mishnah that there's a problem of mipnei darki sholem that you should still shouldn't take it even if it just fell to the ground. So there's many answers to this. The answer that Teisvis gives is that we're talking over here about a person that was throwing. At, the, at this palm tree, not for the dates. He wasn't trying to get the dates. He was trying to get branches from this palm tree. And the dates fell along with it. And Afkahana thought that he's not even interested in these pedis at all. So therefore, there's no issue, even with Nedarki Sholem, to eat from these dates. That's Taisus' shot. Other Rishayim say that over here we're talking about a tree that was from Hefker, not a tree that an Oni can take from someone like the Halacha by uh, what you can take from a tree, from Peya of the tree, but it's talking about a tree that was Hefker, or other Rishayim say he thought he was a guy, so therefore we thought he can take from it. There's many, many answers to this question. So the Gemara continues and says, after Rav Kahana heard this, he tells this person, you hear from this place, Hutzel, the place where Rav Yeshia lives. And Rav Yeshia taught you this halacha that you should understand the difference if you took it into your hands and you properly kain it, or you're not properly kain it. So Kari Alei, Rav Kahana said about Rav Yeshi that taught his people so well, the Tzadik Yisayit Eilam. It is a Tzadik, the foundation of the world. He, he teaches his people Teda. Then the last case in the Mishnah was, that you don't protest against the paupers of Goyim that come along with Yidin to collect the Leket Shikchem Peya in the field because of Dark Yisholem. Don Rabbana on a similar halacha we learned in Abraiseh, we feed Goyim, the poor purpose of Goyim, along with the Daniya Yisrael. And also, you go to visit the sick amongst Goyim, together with the ones that are sick amongst Yidim. And you bury also from Goyim, together with the Yidim. And Rashi here clarifies, it doesn't mean that they're buried in the same cemetery or in the same place, but it just means that both are buried. And here, from Rashi, it's actually mashma, that all of these cases here, it says, it's only if you're being mefarnas a yid, so then you're also mefarnas a guy that's there with him. And if you're visiting the sick by a yid, so you visit a guy. And the same with the kvura, only if it's along with a yid. But stam to go and be mefarnas a guy, there's no takana of dark Shalom for this. But there are other Rishayim that say that even if it's just separate to be mefarnas a guy and so on, it's also Mepnei Dark Yisholem that you, have, you do this for a guy as well. Okay, the Mishnah continues with another a few things that Chachamim were Mesakin, all for Dark Yisholem. Zogteilige Mishnah, Mash'eles Ishol Lechaverto, a woman could lend to her friend. Hachashuda Lashvius, which is suspected of 
using and eating from the fruits of Shemitah. Hirashi explains what we're talking about is in the year of Shemitah, after a certain point, you're not allowed to keep from the fruits of Shemitah in your house. You have to put them out into the field to be hefke. This is what's called the time of beer. After it's not available anymore for the animals outside in the field, you have to put it out. So here, this woman has a friend that is suspected of keeping the fruits of Shemitah for herself and eating them. So nevertheless, you could lend to your friend, to this friend, a nafa, the kibra, a sieve or a sifter, verachayim, a mill, the tanner, an oven, to, uh, <clears throat> to cook and prepare and bake for, with her food, even though it's, you know that she's using food from Shemitah. And so even though you're sort of causing her to be over an Isser, but you're not directly assisting her in this Isser that she's doing, you're just lending her a utensil that she's going to use, so it's allowed, and as the Mishnah here will say soon, the reason it's allowed is because of Dark Yishalim. But, you should not uh, select or uh, uh, grind together with her. To do the actual work together with her in the produce that she's keeping from Shemitah, so your mamish assisting her in using produce from Shemitah, that's not allowed. The wife of a chover. Now a chover is a, is a person that is careful with separating the trumas and mices properly, and also a person that is careful with eating everything betada, not to make things tummy. So the wife of a chover, she could lend to the wife of an amaoretz, that again is simply someone that's not careful with trumas and mices properly, and is also not careful with making things tummy. So she could lend her a nafa, a kibra, a sieve, or a sifter, and here the mission actually says, you could sort or grind or sift together with her. You can do the work, mamish, together with her, even though the chayri, you're mamish helping her out in what she's doing, which is she should be, should be making something tomei, she's preparing food to eat, even though there's no maestras taken, but here, here you could do it with her. And the Gemara will ask why this is different than the previous case. Avol, says the Mishnah, but when she now takes a flower, and she pours the water into this flower. So what happens when she pours the water into the flower? So now you're forming a dough. So the moment you form a dough, now there's a mitzvah of separating the challah. Now when you have challah, so it's aser minatayra to be metame challah. Just like you're not allowed to be metame truma minatayra. Rashi later here brings a pasik mishmeres trumaisai. You're not allowed to be metame truma. You're not allowed to be metame challah. Not only are you not allowed to be metame challah, even this dough that the challah was not yet separated from it, but because it has challah in it that wasn't yet separated, you're not allowed to be metamet. So therefore, once she pours the water and now it becomes a dough, you should not touch it, you should not help her out together with her making this dough. You're not allowed to assist someone that's doing an aveda. This Eishu Sama'aretz is tome, and she's making here this dough, tome, which has challah in it. Says the Mishnah, so the Kulon, all of this that we said here, that you could lend her and you could sort of indirectly assist her when she's going to end up using your utensil for an Aveda, this was only for the purpose of Dark Yishalem. But again, as Rashi says here, that Dark Yishalem is only to lend her, but not to actually assist her within an Aveda itself. You could also assist a guy that's working in a field in Shemitah. And as she says, it sounds like the Mishnah is saying that you could mamish help them in their work in the field. The Gemara will discuss this. You can't assist the Yid in the year Shemitah. And then you can always uh, greet a guy. And when it talks about greeting a guy, it specifically means you greet him with the word Shalim. As Rashi says, Shalim is the name of the Eibishter. 
So even though it's the name of the Eibishter, but nevertheless, you can still greet a guy with the name of the Eibishter. And that is, the reason is, Mepnei Darkishalem, for ways of peace. It should be peaceful. So the Gemara asks a question here in the first two cases of the Mishnah. What's the difference in the Reisha? It says, you could lend her a utensil that she'll then use herself for something which is awesome, for, th- for the produce of Shemitah. In the next case, by the Aisha Sama Oretz, it says not only could you lend her a utensil, but you could actually do the work together with her, even though it seems like your mom is directly assisting her with something which is Asr. So what's the difference? Omar Abaye, so Abaye answers, no, in the case of, in the second case, by the wife of Dama Oretz, Roiv Amay Oretz Maistrenheim. Most Amaratzim actually do give Maiser. It's only a Chumre, a Chashash, Midrabana, that there are some that don't, that therefore, from the produce of Amaratz, you have to give Maisers again. But really, most give. So therefore, they were Mekel and they allowed you to do the work together with her in their produce because we're not, we're not Chayshish so far. Rav has a different answer. Now, Rav actually argues on this point that Abai says that Rav Amaratzim give Maiser. Rav holds, if it's an Amaratz, that we are concerned that he doesn't give Maiser. So then, it's a 50-50. Some give and some don't. So really, you would not be allowed to assist this wife of this Amaret with this produce that it's a real, real Sothic if uh, the Mises was taken. But hacha, what is this Mishnah talking about? We're talking over here specifically about this Amaret, which the Gemara will now bring soon from Rab Meir. And he's talking about an Amaret where the only concern about this Amaret is that they're not careful not to be metame their produce. And the Tome, the Tare, the Rabbanon. And over here, since we're dealing with Chulin, regarding Chulin, there's no issue of being Metama Chulin. With the Rabbanon, in Eretz Yisrael, you're not supposed to be Metama Chulin. So therefore, since it's only exerted with the Rabbanon, so therefore they allow the Eishas Chaver to do the work together with the Eishas Amaretz, even though she might be Metama, this Chulin here. So what is this Amaretz that Rav Meir spoke about? The Tanya, we learned in Abrai, say, Zeo Amaretz. Who is the Amaretz that Chazal usually speak about? So, kol chulav That's a person that doesn't eat his chulin in, with, with being pure tara. That's Rav Meir's opinion. So that's the, the Amoretz that our mission was speaking about. The Chachamim say, no, the Amoretz Chachamim usually spoke about is kol He doesn't give maestres of his peris. Okay, so now the Gemara will ask a question here in the Pshara of the Mishnah according to Rav. What does it say right after this in the Mishnah? That that when she takes now flour and she pours water into the flour and she's making good dough, so then you shouldn't, the, the wife of the Chavah should not assist her and help her out and touch with her together. Why not? Because over here, once she's making a dough, so you're going to be metame the chale here. So Rashi explains, the Gemara understands at this point, that the issue of being metame is only when you pour water. And the reason is because the halacha, by being metame, any food is, food does not become tame unless it becomes mukhshul akabal tome, and that is if it, it becomes moist, it, it touches something which is wet, water or any of the mash can go on it. So over here, the Gemara understands right now that only when you pour water on the flour and then it becomes kosher, mukhshul, the kabel tome, so now you shouldn't help her out of it, she could be metama the chala. Okay, so what do we understand from this? Miklal, so shouldn't we understand from this, the that before the water is poured there, and the reisha, when it just talks about grinding the flour or something else, so the la v'tum askina. The issue over here of helping the samaritz is not any issue of tum So according to Rav's pshat, there's no issue of tum 
and there's also no issue of the Maisris, because Rava says, we're talking about Amoretz that actually gives Maisris, and the only issue could be is with the Tumentara. So then if so, what is the issue in the Reisha? Why, why shouldn't you be able to help this, this woman to, with, with her other things? What's the Chiddusha? The Mishnah says, So the Gemara answers that no. The truth is, both in the Reisha and the Seife, the issue with this Amoretz is that she's being metama this produce. And Rashi explains that the truth is, even in the Reisha, we must be talking about produce that already came in contact with water or one of the mashkin, it's already mukhshal kabul So now, what's the difference between the beginning and then the Seife where water was poured? In the beginning, we're talking about the grain and the grinding of it or baking of it, whatever it is. So over there, we're talking about just being metamachulin. So being metamachulin is just midrabbonah, as the Gemara pointed out before. So for that, we say that Rab Chacham wore a machmer, not a sister, mipnei darke sholem. But v'seife, betumas chale. Once you pour the water and you have a dough, with the dough, there's a chiv of chale, not to be metamachale, is the ism in As again, as Rashi brings the Pasuk, mishmeres trumay, say you're not allowed to be metamo trume or chale. So therefore, over there, it says you're not allowed a sister for this, because it's the ism in Someone asks, and this Veramino, there's a contradiction on this from what it says in the Braise, Toichanin, the Braise says, Toichanin, Umafkidin, Eitzel Eichli Shvies, Veitzel Eichli Perisein, Betome. You could grind, or you could give as a pecodin, as a deposit, to somebody that you know, that you suspect them, that he eats produce from Schmitte, or to somebody that you know that he eats his Perisein, Betome, his produce with Tome. And you can give it to them. And Ashi says, what this Braise is saying is, you don't have to be concerned that they're going to be, they're going to switch from their own that they were metame, or from their own, which is shmitte, with what you gave them. You don't have to suspect them, they're going to do it properly, and they're going to give it back to you. You, however, cannot assist somebody that you know is suspected for not keeping shmitte, or someone that doesn't give maestres properly, or again, someone that eats his peris with, with tumah, that is, you cannot go and assist them with their produce, with the work that they're doing with their pro- produce. So what do we see over here? It clearly says that someone that's eating their peris bitumah, you cannot go and assist them with this. So now Rabbi's Pshat and our Mishnah was that someone that is doing their, is, is someone that's amaharet, that's not careful with the peris and the yirid bitumah, you could assist them. And the reason is because it's cholim. And for Chulin, there's only Ismid Rabbonon, not to be Metamid. So they weren't Geyser not to assist them with this. But here it says, only Ismid Rabbonon, you should not assist them, you should not do the work together with them. So Abaya answered for this, and now this is Abaya answering for Rav. Abaya had a different shot on the Mishnah before, and according to Abaya, there's no question here, but according to Rav's shot, the Gemara is asking here. So Abaya answered, there it's not talking about Chulin. It's talking about Trume. And it's talking about a Kayin that we suspect of eating his Trume with Tume. Now that's Isra, the Havile Tume Dairaisa. So this is an Isra of being Metame Trume Menatayre. Therefore, this Braise is saying you shouldn't assist them in doing this Isra Menatayre. But our Mishnah was talking about the Chulin, which is only Isra Medrabana. So the Gemara asks in this, Ihochi, wait a minute, if this Braise here is talking about a Kayin, that is suspected of being metame the trume minatayre, which is also minatayre. So if so, mafkidin in the beginning of the brayse it says that for such a person you can give him a deposit trume, you can allow him to have trume. You're not concerned about this. But veramino, I'll ask you from what it says in another brayse, mafkidin trume eitzil yisrael amaharetz. If you have trume, 
you can give it to a Yisrael that's an Amaaretz, and there's no concern that he's going to be metame this truma. But but you can't give truma to a kain that's an amaaretz because he's very used to handling truma, and we're concerned that because we know he's not careful while he's tummy to touch the truma, he might be metamet. A Yisrael, he knows truma. Truma is different. We're not concerned that he's going to touch it, but by a kain amaaretz we are. So how can we say here that the previous Braisa is talking about that a kain that is handling truma? And was suspecting that he's going to do it, but Tome, and still you can give him, you can give him Tome when this Braise clearly says you can't. So, Rabbi Loi, Rabbi Loi answers, we're going to have to say that on the previous Braise, when it says you can give the Kayan Tome, even though he, he, he handles things with Tome, this is talking about that you give it to him in an earthenware Kaili, which is completely sealed, and he can't come to touch it, so we're not concerned that he's going to touch it. That's not enough of an answer. But Vilechish, Shema, Tisitano, Nida. There's still a concern that maybe his wife, which is Tomei, so she, even without touching it, just by lifting this up or moving it, she could also make it Tomei. So why, uh, why are you allowed to give it to this Kayin, this Tomei, if we know that he's not careful with the Tomei here? So the Gemara gives a different answer. So, says, It's not a contradiction here. We'll have to say as follows. In the second Braise that it says you can't give the Kayan Tome if you know he's an Amaaretz. That's because the produce you're giving him was already came, became wet and it's already susceptible to Tome. And Khan, in the previous Braise, it's, it's talking about you're giving the Kayan produce of Tome that was not yet Mokshar to be Makabal Tome. And we're not concerned, even if the Kayan touches it, it's not going to become Tome. So therefore, you can give it to him. But Rashi clarifies, nevertheless, in that Braise, it says, when the Kayan himself is doing the work with his own produce, you're not allowed to assist him, even though we just said we're talking about produce that's not Mokhsher, but you don't know that for sure. By your own produce that you're giving the Kayan, you know that it's not yet Mokhsher, and it didn't become wet yet. But the Kayan's own produce that he's working with, you're not allowed to assist him, because you don't know. Maybe it became wet already, maybe it's Mokhsher, like Kabul Okay, so the Gemara now asks on this, I stated from another Braise, but Amino, I'll ask you a question. The Braise says as follows. Well, this is actually a Mishnah in the night. A person that brings his wheat to grind by a kuti or by another grinder, which is an amaaretz. So, so you, now you have to be concerned about what this person is doing for you. So the Braise says, you could rely on them that if it's a person, if there's a, if there's a suspicion there about Maisris or about Schmitte, so for that, you don't have to be concerned about, and meaning you don't have to be concerned that they're taking your produce and they're switching it with their own and they're giving you back from their own, which the Maisris wasn't taken, or which is produce from Schmitte, that you don't have to be concerned about. They're not going to switch it. But for Tume, we are concerned about this. If, the, if there's a concern here about Tumah, so then there is a concern about this. So the question is, before we said that there's no concern about Tumah, and here it says there is a concern. So the Gemara says, Hi, my Rumya. What, what kind of a question is this? Didn't we already explain before that the previous said that it says that there's no concern about giving to an Amaaret something which is Tumah, it's only because it's produce that wasn't it's not, not yet susceptible for any Tumah. Over here, it's talking about produce, which is susceptible for Tumah. We gave that answer already. So the Gemara says, so the Kari law, my Kari law. So the one that asked this question, why did he even ask this question? The answer is so obvious. So says the Gemara, you're right, that wasn't his main question. He brought up this Braise because he wanted to ask a different contradiction here. 
Here, there's another contradiction that the Gemara will now ask from another Braise. And the question really is on the other point that it says there in that Braise. What does it say there? That Harei Elu Becheskasan Lemaiser Olishvies. That if you give someone produce and he's an Amaaretz and he doesn't separate Maiseres, you don't know if he does, or he, he, they, they use Shmita. So you're not concerned. You're not concerned that maybe they took yours and they switched it with their own and they're giving you back what's not good. And we saw the same thing also in the Bryce in the beginning of the Yama, that we're not concerned about this. So on this, he brought this Bryce here because on this he wanted to ask a contradiction from the following, from the following uh, Mishnah here. But I mean, no. So I'll ask you a question from what it says in the Mishnah. Again, sorry. A person that gives uh, to his uh, mother-in-law a flower and the, the, whatever is needed to make a dough. So, ma'aser, again, or he gave her a dough to prepare it, to bake it. Take off the maaseris before you give it to her, because we're talking over here about a mother-in-law that is a wife of an amaaret, so you can't rely on her taking the maaseris. And also, and then when you get this dough, this baked bread back from your mother-in-law, you have to take maestres again. And why? Because she, she should be suspected of switching this dough that you gave her. If, if she baked it and it didn't come out good, what is she going to do? She's going to take from her own dough and she's going to bake it and give you from her own. So over here we see that we are suspecting a wife of an Amaret, in this case a mother-in-law, to switch with her own, her own dough with yours. And before we said that we're not concerned about such a thing, and so the Gemara there, it's talking specifically about a mother-in-law. Why? There, the reason is, it's, you see here what it says in the Braise, and it's indicated in the Mishnah as well, the only reason we're concerned over here that the mother-in-law will switch this is because we know that the mother-in-law is concerned about the welfare of her daughter, that she should have a good uh, bread, good challah to eat. So if it didn't come out good, she might switch it. Or a baisham and chasana. Or maybe she's embarrassed of her son-in-law. So that's why we're afraid she's going to switch it. But Stam, regarding any other person, that this person, that this Amaaretz will bedafke switch it for Stamazai, for that we're not concerned about. So the Gemara asks him that, but anyone else besides a mother-in-law, if it's a wife of an Amaaretz or an Amaaretz, are we not concerned if you give them produce that they may switch it from with their own, which is not good? But if a person is giving to an innkeeper or to the or to the balabasta of the home, Rashi says we're talking about a yeshiva student that learns by his teacher, but he stays by this uh, woman and he eats from her. So he can give from his dough to the, to the, to the mother of the home, and ma'aser eshu naisinlah, but you're gonna have to take off the maaseris before you give it to her, because you can't rely on her, she's the wife of an amaharet, you can't rely on her taking maaseris. And also, after she gives it back to you, you have to give maaseris again, again, the same reason, because we're concerned that she may have switched it out for, with her own. And this is not a mother-in-law, so we see that we're concerned about this. And says the Gemara here as well, this woman says to herself a certain heter, and she says, look, let this yeshiva student, he deserves to eat a fresh hot bread. And I'll eat the cold bread. So if she baked for this yeshiva student already a few days ago, and now it's cold, she may want to serve him fresh bread, so she may switch it. So again, she's not doing it with a malicious intent. She's doing it for a good reason, so in such a case, we could be concerned that this would happen. But Stam, in another case, for a malicious intent, we're not concerned that a person would switch, even by an Amaretz. 
Further, Gemara asks one more question on this. Vakati la alma leichashinan. Still, is it true that otherwise we're not concerned that the amaretz will switch what you give him? But vatanya, we learned in the brayse. Eishes chover teichenes im eishes amaretz. The wife of a chover can go and assist and grind together with the wife of an amaretz. Uh, now the concern over here could be, and I'm gonna, we're going to learn Rashi's chat in this Gemara. The concern over here could be that the wife of an Amoretz is concerning is is uh, grinding from her grain, and she doesn't take the maestros weren't taken properly, right? So if the uh, the wife of the chover is doing the work together with the wife of the Amoretz, the wife of the chover may end up taking and eating from this produce from the Amoretz, and the maestros weren't taken properly. So nevertheless, we're not concerned about this, and you're allowed bizman sheitmeya. And that's only if this wife of the chover is tummy now. Because in the time when she's tummy, she's not going to touch the food and take it into her mouth. Because she doesn't want to make the food tummy. She's, she's careful not to make even cholim tummy. So we're not concerned that she may end up eating from something which the maestros were not taking from it. But in a time where the wife of the amare, of the chover that is, is tahir, so now she may end up taking something and eating for herself, and she's eating from the produce of this amaretz, which the maestros weren't taking from. Now, Rabshem ben Allah Rabshem ben says, even in the time when the wife of the chover is Tomei, still she shouldn't cry, she shouldn't, shouldn't do work together with this wife of the Amoretz, with the produce of the Amoretz. Why? Because her friend, the Eishas Amoretz, may give her from this uh, food there and that, that she should eat, she'll offer and give her food to eat. Now, what are we talking about over here? This is a wife of Amoretz, and who does the produce and the challah, whatever she's preparing, belong to? It belongs to her husband. And she's doing the work together with her friend, and she might, the Braiser says that she might take from this food and, and, and share with her friend. So says the Gemara, now hashta Mignev Gonver. So we see here, according to Rabshim ben Alaza, we're concerned that this wife of the Amoretz may steal. She's basically stealing from her husband, taking from this produce and giving it to eat to her friend that's helping her. So Chalufi Lemechlefe. If we're concerned about her stealing, should we not be concerned that the wife of Amaretz, if you give her something to prepare for you, that she may not, she may switch it out with her own and and and, and give her and give you something which is the mice weren't taken, or maybe this is the shmita food. So why aren't we concerned about this? Rav Yosef answers, Hasam Nami, there as well. She's not doing this with malicious intent, but Maria Va'amra, she just is, she tells herself that this is allowed. And why should she think it's allowed? Because Tura Midishekachal, just like the halacha is that an ox that's threshing and doing work while he's doing the work is allowed. And muzzle him. You have to let him eat while he's doing the work. So she thinks, I'm also allowed to give to my friend that's helping me to eat, even though it belongs to my husband, because it's during the work and this is allowed. So therefore, in such a case, she's made a hatter, and therefore we're concerned. But in a regular case, we're not concerned that our Amoritz will switch out what you gave him for something else. Just to finish off, there's actually a discussion here in the Marsha and other Achreinim, that the truth is that this made a hatter, the Gemara says, that this wife will think that this is allowed. It actually is allowed. A point, Allah is, just like a shirt, you're not allowed a Muslim during the work and he can eat from his work. And by, a, by a man, a worker as well, during his work, he's allowed to eat. So it's not only a made a hatter, it's allowed. So as a discussion of this in Mepharshim, you're going to have to say that over here, we're saying the concern, the Mayra Hatter is after the work is done. But I'm not exactly sure that fits into the Bishara of the Gemara here, because we're talking about the Senaslav Oycheles, that she, she may come to eat from something which the Mises weren't taken even during the work. It's a discussion here in the Mepharshim that this, this seems to be something which is actually Mutter.